I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We are staying up late. Because it's really great. For season eight of The Connor and Smith Show. That was just a new twist. Um, okay, uh, how's it going? How are you? Great. Are you Halloween-y yet? Are you feeling... I, yeah, I feel it. What do you feel? I feel like every time I drive by this one house, I'm very surprised to see that there are additions. Is that our house? Nope. Oh, okay. It's a house that started with a single skeleton cooking on a grill. Okay. And then they added two more skeletons sort of hanging out in lawn chairs. Mm. Then they added some skeletons sleeping in a tent. Uh-huh. And they've turned it slowly into like a big campsite with a bunch of skeletons. It's kind of funny. That's fun. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm glad you can join us for this scary movie since uh, you've been very busy. Oh, I just got back from L.A. and before that was Bordeaux. And I have, I've been needed uh, in different places of Virginia. Wow. Seems like you're... Uh, wait. Bordeaux and L.A., Virginia? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Lower Arlington. LA. Well, I'm sorry. It was, it was I went and got cheese. Bordeaux cheese. I got Bordeaux cheese and LA Fitness, um, the gym in L- Lower Arlington, LA. Yeah. As, as we call South it. Weed. Okay. Uh, we are here today to talk about the movie Pearl, uh, the prequel to X that we've already talked about here in a minisode. Um, thank you again to all of our sustaining Patreon members. We appreciate you. Uh, thank you for all you do. You're getting a Frost album coming to you soon, like beginning of November, so look out for that. Beginning of November? That's in two weeks. Well, you better get pressing that album, Missy. If anyone has a problem with some time in later November, hit me up with a DM. What does that mean, has a problem with some time in later November? Oh, you mean you need, may need to push it? I might need some more time. What have I been saying? We need to press that. Oh, okay. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back up. All right. So here we are, Pearl. Um, First thoughts, Ryan. Hi, folks. Oh, God. Uh, We talked about X and uh, we talked a lot about Pearl during that. And I just rewatched Pearl again. And uh, man, what a great character study into this deranged Dorothy of a character. Mm -hmm. Um. I'd asked you, I was like, you know, it's interesting that he chose, like, Douglas Sirk type of films for a night, something set in 1918, and you very aptly said, well, I mean, I think he was thinking about a movie that would have come out in the 1950s that was set in 1918, which I, I thought was very apt. Yeah, it has an old Hollywood glamour to it. Um, it it's surprisingly bright and cheery looking and vibrant reds very vibrant uh, uh all of it and the house inside all the different uh, colors in there including the red you know in the hallway mm-hmm. uh, all very vibrant yeah it's and also the opening i mean it's just so 1950s you know you're behind the door of uh the barn and as you come forward the doors open onto this beautiful idyllic farm house that we've seen before in x if or if you've seen x before um this is an extraordinary origin story. It is. It is. It, it it's the the rare prequel that's probably better than the uh, thing it pres- that it's telling the story of. Um, 
And it's also set during the, was it 1918? 1918, uh, Spanish, Spanish flu, flu epidemic. Yeah. So there's masks being worn. And, and this was made during COVID. So it was all very fresh in our memories of what it felt like to be, you know, in quarantine and... The father has a some sort of like respiratory. I think he had a stroke. A stroke. Yeah. So probably a little more susceptible. So the mother is very fearful that something will come back to the father. So there's always this fear of outside. As a a young girl longing to be in the movies, and a part of being a, a wishing to be a star, I found it very relatable. Mm-hmm. Um. Sort of skipping around carelessly in the dirt. Performing for your chickens. Taking care of the folks. And then just stumbling into a small little town to watch a movie with a cute guy who uh, ends up following you back home. After she comes back and sleeps with him. But that's a whole... That actor, David Corinsweat, is in also Hollywood, Hollywood that we talked about that... Is tries to tell the making of a film about Peg Entwistle, who, uh, who? Is, is in the film Thirteen Women that we Peg Ent- Entwistle. Entwistle. Yeah, she did one movie, and um, she it was released after she killed herself. She jumped off of the Hollywood sign and committed suicide. Wow! And yeah. we reviewed the movie that she was in called Thirteen Women. Yeah, and the show Hollywood that um, uh, Ryan Murphy Ryan Murphy did. The actor playing the projectionist is uh, in that uh, series, which I quite enjoyed. But anyway, back to... So was to... the thing about this film, just the fact that it was so sort of beautifully shot in this sort of darker uh, plot? Because the, the images were kind of oddly... Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, I think it's the, the color. I, I think it's probably the view that she wants to have of the world because it's all about repression and she's constantly fighting that and being stagnant and I think the Spanish influenza really adds to that feeling of of, of being repressed what Howard you know wrote her a note that, that that's uh, her husband who's off at war writes her a note saying that she, he wants to stay on the farm and I don't know she she wants to go and, and get out and be a star mm-hmm. it sounds familiar yeah and the she I mean, we learn that something's off about her near the beginning when she there's a goose that comes into the barn that isn't supposed to be there. I mean, it starts out like a like Snow White. She's talking to her uh, until animals, she kills one of her animals until she and then pitchforks it, throws it into the uh, swamp. She actually holds the pitchfork and feeds the alligator from the pitchfork. And that is our title card, Pearl. Pearl. Yeah. <laughs> so you know everything's not hunky dory. Um, but I really. Uh, I think when I told you about Pearl, because you weren't really all that into X originally, right? Uh, that Pearl was much more like a, you know, a picture, a character study with Betty Davis mm-hmm. in the 1940s. He, he knows how to loop me into something. <laughs> he, he said Betty Davis 40s movie. I was like, sign me up. Where? Why, why is it called Pearl? Does it have anything to do about the actual Pearl? No, it's her, it's her name. name. Does her name have anything to do about with the Pearl? I don't know. I mean, it's interesting because she, she's the daughter of. Of German immigrants, uh-huh. um, so Pearl is an interesting name. I don't know if you know that was interesting. I Pearl's a, a, a thing that's you know compressed into a you it's, know yeah inside well, of an oyster. Yeah, sure. A, a pearl is only made from agitation, ah, because a piece of sand gets in. That's so interesting, and it, it keeps keeps creating a boundary 
mm. around the hurt place until you create this. Uh, it comes from. It's, it's basically scar tissue. I want to say this. You blew my mind just. Now. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for, like, real. for real. I mean, that is a great analogy. Analogy and metaphor. She is. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, she is an agitation to this entire farm. She's not supposed to be there. She's supposed to be a shining star. She wants. I mean, it's it's all about being. We all repress our feelings of. Of wanting to succeed, I think to a certain degree, or or not. I don't. That's not what I mean. Getting out of our our stagnant stagnant lives per se, especially yeah, when we're younger. You know what I mean? Like wanting to, you know, I always wanted to get out of, you know, my hometown. You know, sure. the, the life's out there. It's not here. You know, it's that whole go thing. west, young man. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean it. It captures that, like summer before you go to college. Except that's not an option for her. It's that longing of like, oh my God, is it time to go yet? Except she doesn't know if she'll ever get to go. And plus her husband is going to come home at some point, but she's just stuck. And she's going through like a sexual awakening at the same time, right? Well, she's, yeah, I mean, she's married, so I'm assuming she's had sex, but... Right. And maybe she just got a taste of it, and that was probably the only person she'd ever had sex with. And then, you know, meeting this projectionist that shows her these dirty... Uh, I don't want to say dirty, but these like stag films from France, you know, that she'd never seen before. And then she goes and like basically after seeing that has sex with a scarecrow. Yeah, there is a scare. I love this part. Um, of Again, the film. deranged Dorothy. Well, there's nothing wrong with that, but continue. She <laughs> she takes this. First of all, the scarecrow has a top hat on and that comes into play later. Uh, she puts this top hat well, first of all, she takes the scarecrow down and then, like, dances with it, lays it down on the ground, and then slaps it and screams, I'm married! And then goes to kiss him. Because like she's, she's repressing what she wanted to do with the projections. She's right? also, yes, 100%, but she's also play acting. She's. She does. She has one friend who's, like, a cousin. Oh, uh, no, it's her, uh, it's her uh, sister in law. Okay. Um, and uh, she doesn't have. She has her parents to interact with and the animals. And that music that plays during the dance with the scarecrow is very like, you know, she just saw this movie, the, the Folly, I can't remember the name of it, the something fo Follies. And then she comes back from that. Is it Philip Follies of? No, it was it started with a P. Um, and then her mom finds that uh, uh, playbill basically later. Yeah. Just a little side note. I was, as a scholar, I was looking this up in my my old uh, notes. You're also a gentleman. And I'm a gentleman. And it did say, as a reminder, that genuine, authentic pearls are made up of imperfections and irregularities. Mm. That's a part of their trait. Because of the way that they're made, they can't really be... It's really when you see a strand of pearls that are sort of like perfect, that you're like, oh, those I, are me. Yeah. I don't know. I, I find that fascinating, the whole idea of the reason her name is Pearl is because of all of that. That's just a whole other layer. Mm -hmm. Well, totally. Didn't you say your family was from Europe? Mm -hmm. From Germany, yeah. And then, like, you know, the World War One is going on at the time. Mm -hmm. So, like, her, her mom makes her turn off because she doesn't want, you know, to worry about the way people look at Germans in this country and all of that kind of thing. So, you know, that's repression there as well. And even the when her mom... And her have that conversation, and she yells out, "Do you think I want to be here taking care of 
you're, I'm not a mother for, to my husband, but I am. I'm going to be a wife and all these other things. Like you see her repression. Everybody's repressed. And I think that Pearl is caught in like being eight or nine years old feeling, you know what I mean? She's so young and so many, even the way she throws a tantrum is so childlike. Mm -hmm. Like she's caught in this time period that she's never been really able to get out and experience anything other than what she has right here, which is all of us. She just kind of goes batshit crazy. Well, so I'm trying to think here. I watched a film not that long ago, but she meets a projectionist and before she has sex with him and all that, doesn't she, something snaps and she kills her mother. Uh, well, yeah, she uh, catches on fire and then she puts her in the basement. But she's not quite dead, right? No, just um, a little charred. She is charred. Um, you can hear her. Uh, pounding. And... Pounding, because that's when, after they sleep together, uh, she brings him back to the farm. And <laughs> so there's so many things that are like darkly and comic. And he's wearing a top hat. He's wearing the top hat. Mm -hmm. the, her top hat. Mm -hmm. um, but it comes in and they're like making out on her bed and then he hears these knocks. These, you know, And he's like, what's that? And she's like, oh, it's nothing. And he finally gives her like, I don't know what's wrong with you. And like goes downstairs to find out what it is. And she says, oh, it's just my dog. Uh, I had to put him up because he was acting out, blah, 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 blah. And then they go out to the barn. And <laughs> she says something, like, oh, this is my greatest audience. And blah. And then he goes, oh, what about your dog? She's like, I don't have a dog. <laughs> like immediately. Like it was just not even a, a two minutes prior she had made this lie. He's, he's missing all these red flags too. Like the... the or he's clocking them but not paying attention. And at that moment, he's like, I need to get the fuck out Because didn't he here. see the dinner table full of yes, food that was dinner, like rotting? And the pig out front. Yeah. That, yeah. That the in-laws had brought Howard's so, parents. So, which was very sweet. It was very sweet. And it's a pig. And she's like, we don't take charity. I'm like, I don't know, man. You're hungry. Somebody brings you a pig. He's just going to go to waste. And it did. And it did. In a major way. Maggoty. Um, at that point, she basically is like, why are you going cold on me? What did I do wrong? What what's you know? Why don't you like me anymore? And it's this. She turns. It's a ship that's so terrifying, and he just starts backing out of the barn until he says, "You're scaring me," and he gets in the car, and she takes that pitchfork and is like, follows after him. You're not gonna leave, or uh, I can't remember the verbiage, but it's something like. I don't know. You weren't ever really gonna take me to Europe, were yeah, you? Yeah, something like that, yeah. and kills him. Yeah. And so, like, she's already off her mother. Uh, now she's off the projectionist. And she's got an audition coming up. And she... I think she was going to feed her father. This is for, like, a tour, right? Yeah. Touring, like, girls doing can-can. Like, kind of city tour. Yeah, like a regional theater, if you will, of, of 1918. And I can't remember. Does she off her father before she goes to the audition? I think she does. But she, I, believe, I believe that he is... I, th I think he she, doesn't she suffocate him? Yeah, she but you was don't, gonna you don't feed see him. it. She was going to feed yeah. him to the alligator, but she didn't. Right. I mean, and just the uncomfortable way she is with her father, like taking a bath while he's sitting there. You know, he can't move or go anywhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's just all very uncomfortable. But then she goes to the audition. This is the most gorgeous and harrowing part Heartbreaking. of the film. She does this dance in which she escapes into her own mind and the stage behind her 
turns into a battlefield of World War One, where she's probably thinking about her husband and bombs are going off and it's very violent yet she's like dancing these big gestures the same dance as from x yes that we see later but um she does this grand bow and you know here's applause but then there's none and they say no that's not it next and she is destroyed and the guy says you just don't have that x x factor factor. I thought, oh, um, and she screams. It's the most heartbreaking. And cries. Thing. Uh, the the sister in law tries it's her to last come, chance to get out of town because she's going to go to jail. She's killed her family and this dude. Um, and it's also like she just needs to get out. Um, but she it, it goes back to the farm with her sister in law, who's there to comfort her and sits her down. Such a nice sister in law too. Um, and, and like you, you know, she really wants to hear what she has to say, but I don't think she was expecting the powerful monologue. Doesn't she also tell her that she got the part? Well, no, I don't think she got the part. But Pearl thinks she got the part. She's like, no, I didn't get the part. And then she finally gives in because Pearl keeps saying, he's like, yeah, I got the part, but I don't ever think I don't think she really got it. I think Pearl just put that on her. And I wonder if she's imagining her sister-in-law saying yeah i got yeah. the part so it justifies the kill yeah i don't know it's this this whole scene where pearl confesses all this stuff and how she's felt and how she's different and it is a long one take yeah i mean the beginning part is a back and forth and then it's not till the end of the monologue that it's just all on her face she the sister-in-law asks what would you say to your your husband yeah because yeah and then she goes into character and what she's going to and she sees the sister-in-law as howard it's 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 quite a performance so the sister-in-law tries to make an escape for it and you almost think she will but pearl comes with the axe and it's not to be um the next thing just to wrap that happens is basically the husband is coming home and he comes home to find you know the the pig with maggots on the front and the uh body mom and dad dead like at the table set up and tableau-ish she says basically like i'm so happy you're home and smiles while she's crying while she's going through so much emotion on her face she's not really smiling but she's smiling so broadly and all of these things play across Mia Goth's face, face that I'm just like how many times did they shoot that and it's like at two minutes she had to hold the brink of insanity like teetering on the edge this fine balance for two minutes during this as this music plays old style credits swell over her face as she's trying to just hold this and, and I think a tear even comes down at one point. Like several, I yeah. feel. Um, so all this to say, and we talked about this in X, but this performance from Mia Goth should have been nominated at least for an Oscar. Yeah, I can't believe it. Because I think the... I don't think this is a horror movie. I really don't. I think this is a character study of a deranged... Do you think this is what they call elevated horror? No, because like some of the, No, because I would not put this in the same category as Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Which is elevated horror. Which is midsummer is elevated, elevated horror. horror. Ari Aster horror is elevated. Yeah. Well, a lot uh, of H- also uh, the witch. Is elevated oh yeah. Horror. Well, the witch I love. Yeah. But uh, no, I don't think it's elevated horror. I don't think they ever went. I don't think they went into it saying we're gonna make highbrow a prequel 
horror film to so I think they just went and say we're gonna we're going to tell it's not this, Ty West style yeah this woman's story mm-hmm. and it didn't matter where that went um, they were telling it as a character study and it's deranged it's uh, it's hard to watch towards the end and it be, does become horror like um, but yeah but it becomes horror not only through the kills but in the horror that certain people's lives turn into um, with repression and and being stuck and. Um, so yeah, I, I think that the Academy has rewarded things like that before, like Silence of the Lambs or whatever, but they have skipped things like, you think that Tony Collette was nominated for Hereditary? Maybe not. I don't think so. I think that was the crime. I don't I think she... anyone was saying she should win for it, but she should have been seen and nominated for it. I think she was nominated for Sixth Sense. Well, that, again, not really a horror movie. You know, it's a supernatural movie. It's an emotional human movie. Sure. With some, you know, ghost crap thrown in there. But, uh, no, I think this is a... a, It's quickly becoming one of my favorite of the newer horror films. Um, And Mia Goth is one of my new favorite actresses. Uh, We already did Infinity Pool on here. I loved her work in that as well. I look forward to seeing the sequel to X, Maxine. And uh, they were. She was snubbed, Tony yeah. Collette for Hereditary. She was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt, I know that you saw this movie. You didn't see X, right? You just saw Pearl. And do you remember what your reaction to it was? Did you feel horror, or did you feel empathy, empathy, or for, or, or whatever? Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of different. Um, things that came to mind while I was watching it. I felt like at times I was watching some similar emotions from the movie Carrie. I felt similar emotions in the movie... um, I can't think of the movie. With Norman Bates. Psycho, Psycho. yeah, totally. Psycho I felt like there was a psycho thing. I felt like there was almost many like familiar... Things to the movie with just a brand new look, but I don't think I was shocked by anything. But I was disturbed by the pitchfork stuff. Sure, I just didn't like that. Um, but I don't know if I were to watch it alone. I'm not sure I, where I would have even put the movie in what department of what kind of movie it really is because it's not really scary but it is a psychological kind of thriller in a way um, and I don't think the movie works without Mia Goth I don't think no I totally agree I think she is uh, I mean they, she's Ty West Muse um, yeah you can't see an uh, you know an 80s actress from some uh, bad horror film doing this kind of work. This is like Meryl Streep level stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, she she also was a, a collaborative artist on this, writing some, uh, having open discussions about the writing um, and the direction and everything. Oh, well, I mean, she's credited as a co-writer with Ty West. And they were doing this at the same time as X, and that's what's insane. She was in a makeup chair for eight hours playing older Pearl in X, and, and, you know, they would just, they, they had it program managed 
with spreadsheets of like, okay, we could pick this shot up from this movie, this shot up from this movie. Change the lens or oh, with digital now, who knows? And had to redo that entire house and everything else. So it, it's just, uh, it's a really interesting uh, couple of films. I, I can't wait to see how the third one plays out. And as we said before, I, I believe that they enrich each other. Mm -hmm. X becomes a completely different film. X is a better film because of Pearl. Right, but I still think Pearl is like the better of the films. Of course. Yeah. I agree. Um, but yeah, I was saying earlier, I want to see like a 1940s, because like Howard stays mm -hmm. with her after he comes back from the war, because he's probably gone through... PTSD, whatever. Yeah. he's a, a, So what, how many other, I said how many other bodies are in that gator's belly in the swamp? Absolutely. Um... Or to even see them, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, so that is Pearl. Matthew is polishing a pumpkin plate as we speak. He polishes it very, very uh, meticulously. Well, there's different patterns of polishing. There is the... Um, when polishing the pumpkin plate. When polishing the pumpkin plate, what you want to do is you want to start on the outer edge and make sure your polishing is collecting all the dirt into the center of the jack-o'-lantern. Let's aim for the nose. We've been watching Pearl while polishing a pumpkin plate. Say that again. All right, so thank you all for listening. Uh, uh, we thank you again, Patreon uh, supporters. We love you. Uh, thank you so much for everything you have given to us. We are ever appreciative. Um, if you want to find out more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an ER. You can find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and Patreon, again, uh, under Connor and Smith, again, with an ER. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It really helps us out a lot. Share where you share things. Post it where you post things. And uh, Ryan has his own um letterbox page i'll put that in the notes of this podcast so you can go follow him um other than that we hope you're enjoying the 31 days of halloween here on the connor and smith show um go jump in a pile of leaves go uh look at some halloween decorations enjoy enjoy the fall while it's here all right bye everybody bye, bye.